What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cool Talks. This week, we unfortunately do not have a guest, but what we will be doing is a topic episode where we just talk about one subject, which this week we are going to be talking about finding yourself as a young adult. This is kind of starting 16 or 17, kind of moving into even 30, yeah. that kind of age. This but, is particularly relevant for us right now, too, because we got Grady and Jack. They both just graduated. Oh, yes, They're uh, entering the working world as full adults now. Oh, it's fantastic. Grady, <laughs> did you say the ages we're looking at are like 16 to 30? Yeah. All right, like so you're, you're, you're securing us 10 years of content right here. Something like that. But, uh, Andrew's got one semester left with one class. But, um... Don't get me started. <laughs> I will Anyway. You've yeah. talked about it a lot on the podcast, so... It's so, out there. I think we can just start with, do you feel like you've found yourself yet? I feel like that's an open-ended question, but... <laughs> is, it, you're looking, is this going to me? Sure. <laughs> um, if you feel like it. I think I found the path to finding myself, but you don't... Who you are is constantly changing. That's fair. It's one of those things, right? Like, you'll uh, you'll say, like, I definitely found myself. And then it's like, a month later, like, oh, wow, I really didn't find myself. <laughs> Oops. I've had a couple of those. <laughs> you can know about yourself. You can know, like, finding yourself is a lot about your values and, like, what kind of you look for in life and things like that. But at the same time, there's always something new. You're like, oh, that's cool. Right. And the next thing you know, you're a car guy. You're like, oh, you're a horse girl again. I don't know. Whatever yeah. they, those other things are that people could be that it consumes their entire are, identity. Are horse girls yeah. like like shingles? Like where you get the chicken pox as a kid and then in your late, late adulthood, you know, you're an old person. Now you get it again. But it's way worse this time. You're just a super horse grandma. If Viagra commercials tell me anything, yes. Jeez. You know what? <laughs> They do be, you know, trying to get that ranch aesthetic in all the medicine commercials these days. Personally, I feel like there's a certain amount of, like, I feel like I know who I'm going to be, but the actual little details, don't don't know. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. but We know who we like, are, Grady. We're tangent makers. <laughs> I feel like I have a good picture of who I want to be and have, like, had a general picture and it's just been getting more solidified but i feel like a lot of those little details are not very well detailed yet and mm -hmm. they keep getting more detailed and i think some of that confidence about some of those things has been building like knowing that i'm still going to be doing a good job and having certain relationships be solid my definition though is like who you want to be and who you are or will be is very often not the same i mean yeah. you're like in fact you're very steady goal and like you are like dedicated towards it it fits you well but like a lot of other people it's like oh yeah i want to be like this and then they grow up and they're like thank god i wasn't like that yeah it can be hard to really change your mind i mean midway through life but we're early into life so we don't have to uh, what worry do about that. you want to be jack you know I'm, I'm pretty well on the track of being quite wealthy i hope <laughs> That's what I want to that, be. That, that's the goal number one right now. <laughs> well, it's like, I want the like a level of wealth where like I don't have to like worry about the money anymore. Like, you know, to be like self-sufficient in that regard. It doesn't really matter how I get there because I plan to get there without being an old person. What about the fact that the first thing you think of when asked, what do you want to be? And like, what's your identity? The first thing that comes to your mind is your wealth. It's like, I, I don't know, like, I feel like it, it always comes down to that. Like, people like to shy away and not talk about money, but, like, that's really important. Like, 
that's like your not just your own security but like your family's security like like it doesn't buy happiness sure but like it can buy a lot of things especially you know maintaining your it life can buy you a boat and i've never seen someone frown on a boat i have i i would disagree with that I agree, are amazing. but i was just <laughs> girlfriend puking on a boat <laughs> very much frowning i do have some opinions about the whole like money thing going into finance there's a whole boatload of things and <laughs> and eh, eh. you know keep at it anyway don't quit your day job (laughs) um but a lot of times it's like you get the wealth and if you go about it like a decent person then a lot of times you do a lot of good things in order to get there if you're Mm -hmm. robbing people or taking advantage of people usually that's where the decency got left out and the doing good things in order to have your money and still feeling like who you're supposed to be or who you feel like you should Mm -hmm. be or very lost. I see. I agree, but I feel like you're justifying your life path right now. <laughs> this is very defensive. Okay, for, for context, I personally feel like I will be... I'd like to be on top of the finance world, meaning very good at the job. I don't know how much money that entails, but I assume a lot. And then would like to do the same thing, meaning having done a whole lot of things, going to public speaking and being like, okay, I feel like I've actually figured out quite a few things and can talk about things. This might be my arrogant white boy ass talking, but we'll see. Only There's talking three of those something on this say. podcast. This is actually the origin of the YouTube channel and podcast. <laughs> public speaking. The more you know. That's, it's <laughs> great to have lore. a goal. You know, it, kind of relating to that being on the top of the finance world, uh, did you hear that news article? It was a, a Goldman Sachs executive Quit mm. his job because he made millions on Doge. <laughs> He's just like, I'm out, boys. <laughs> so, is that decent in your in your view? <laughs> it feels morally neutral, to be honest. With you. It it is. That's the <laughs> thing. Like, there's nothing wrong like with the making lottery. money off. To, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just random. <laughs> there's a certain amount of making money in finance that is just random because of how much is uncontrollable. If it wasn't random, everyone would be making money, and that's literally not how <laughs> no. it works. Only a few people would be making money, and people wouldn't be coming back because they wouldn't have a chance to make money. They would like wouldn't have a friend who just makes three grand off of putting their money into something like GameStop or Bitcoin, and then being like, "I'm going back, boys, for the rest (laughs) of my life." Four grand on GameStop. (laughs) That's a lot to lose on a. I always know both. I hear both sides of the story every single time. One of my roommates. You're like, oh man, that sucks. But we still got rent though, right? Oh. I still haven't gotten the power wheel. Just saying. <laughs> it's like, you're Jeez. gonna be hitting up that chore wheel a little a little hard the next few months. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, how do you guys think that relationships with others have affected it for you? I mean, how has your view of yourself been affected by relationships that you've had in the past, say, five to six years? Oh, that's a great one. Is that you're like listening? To yeah. Yeah. <laughs> relationships don't imply romantic relationships. True. I mean, it can be any. It can be your friends. It can be your your boys. Your podcast co-hosts. That's what I meant. I meant anybody. This could be with your mother. You know. My brother? Mother. Okay, I was like, I don't have one of those either, Grady. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's going to be a big shock to you today, because we lied about not having a guest. Drew's uh, <gasps> brother, come on out! <laughs> Jeez. He's running behind. Uh, you know, to answer the question as opposed to a tangent, I, I would say that 
what I found for my relationships is like I look at a person and I like see their qualities and I can kind of like define them into like two categories like either person I would like to be similar to or person I would not like to be similar to and it's it's fairly easy to kind of okay it's not always easy to sort people into these categories <laughs> and everyone's kind of in some ways you want to be like them some ways you don't right it's also right. not always absolute like there's not just good people and shitty people there's yeah there's there's this gray zone. There are some that you know you can put in certain categories. But right. It's like they're good in one way and really shitty in another. Yeah. Like, they're uh, really good at coming up with good tangents and podcasts, but always shows up late. You know, it's really you framed those... Self-shot out. You framed one of those like it was a good thing, but I think they both might be negative. <laughs> There's a certain amount of tangents people need. <laughs> need to keep things not just like monotone yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, that's this is not NPR, you guys. We're we're a little cooler than that. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said I made that joke as as a you know ex NPR listener. I, I feel like we like chopped chopped you off like halfway yes. through. Oh like, yeah, the, we did categories. We did tangent me, but yeah. So if we place people into two categories, it's also like they're on a spectrum of like how much I would like to be similar to them or how much I don't want to be and like the further they are to either end kind of the harder I will work to emulate or avoid that <laughs> that life pattern that seems fair yeah I mean it's like it's hard to come up with specific examples without you know going at Name somebody dropping. real hard it's <laughs> not hard to say good or bad well it's hard it's, <laughs> it's hard, hard to say bad it's not know. hard to say good like yeah that's right I mean like of course my girlfriend her work ethic is you know absolutely astounding and you know that makes me want to work harder at working harder and you know like yeah it does work that way so that's a, that's a positive and as I want to remain employable I will not go into the people who I don't want to be like and how much harder I've been working to not even come close to being like that that's fine present company um, is not on that list if anybody's okay. worried okay. Okay. Now. For now. now. I love that answer. Anyway, what about you, Drew? I literally forgot the question. <laughs> I'm only thinking about people that I don't want to be like. How have relationships affected how you feel like you've been shaped as a person? Um, or even just your view of yourself? I feel like I've learned a lot more about what it is. That kind, of, Yeah, similar to that, like what kind of things I want and don't want. Yeah. But almost less in the behaviors of others because I don't really care too much about what someone else does as long as I don't cross so my lines. less emulating. But and more like how I act in response to that. And I'm like, I want to not do this in response to that. Or I want to do this in response to that. So it's like... Your own behaviors. Yeah. So okay. it's like, in the sense of, if you see someone who's being nice to someone, and if that makes you want to be nice to someone else as well, that's like a good thing I see in myself. Where I'm like, okay, I learned this about me. I want to do this more. I want to... Make myself do this more, so I'm gonna hang out with people who are nice to others more often, because I might be a better person. But on the opposite side, if like you're with people who are constantly talking crap behind people's back, it depending on if I see myself either not doing it, like not joining in, defending the person, or joining in. Mm. I mean, like there's things I can do to go down any of those routes. It's like bettering myself and the. By looking at my I, response. I think how I interpreted that is you're not emulating the people around you like Jack was kind of saying that he was doing, but more so who you're spending your time with and how their influences change your actions. And how I can affect how I let their influence change me. Right. So like you're if doing you, a lot of self-introspection then, right? Like yeah. if you hang around people that so. say crap that you think is bad, then you're going to start saying crap you think is bad, meaning whether that's 
certain words you don't want to say or whether it's making certain kind of jokes or like that kind of yeah. thing or Vers- just specifically making a point not to i feel like yeah. helps you yeah. in a different way right that makes a lot of sense i feel like those are they're similar but they're not the same thing and i think that being able to see those two things as different things is helpful being distinction is important yeah. emulation versus being influenced i mean that they, they're both similar but i feel like Knowing which one your brain is wired for uh, helps you figure out who you want to be around because those aren't necessarily going to be the same thing. Yeah. Well, it helps you figure out, like, if you if you know you want to make a change, then it helps you inform how you should go about it. So if you're, exactly. somebody, who's, if you're somebody who, you know, needs an example and, like, you need, like, find a good role model. Find a friend who can teach you how to weight lift and get gigantic. That's how you got to do it. But if you're, if you're somebody who doesn't need that... I don't know, direct of a of measure you could always and you're more of like a self thinker hang, hang can, out with a buff dude yeah hang, hang <laughs> don't work out with him just hang out with him yeah, yeah, like, oh, wow. movies with him or something it's fun seeing people be like oh wow you're buff I'm gonna get buff too right, right. and but, then you go figure it out from YouTube videos right. and hurt yourself five times you know you figure it out eventually working out ain't that complicated but uh, yeah I Pretty feel like those are two different two distinct things be around people that are kind of like what you want to be or be with someone who's gonna like actually show you what to do type yeah. thing. Yeah. Find somebody to like a leader of some sort. You can still yeah. get good things out of a bad person. That's true. Emulating, but if you're mirroring it's more you focus on what you want to be. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more internal, I think. Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. that makes sense. Personally I feel like I've definitely had both, highly depending on who the person is. There are certain people where I feel like they've been large influences for me, but it'll be like I need this person for the what I'm developing with for like three months, and then I'm like, I don't like that anymore. Cut you out. <laughs> well, not like cutting a person out. But like, Pump and dump, just I like know what those guys' names. <laughs> no, not. I actually, I actually had a girl that came to mind, but huh? um, also, but what I guess I'm trying it's to say. Oh jeez, <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I'll be having. I'm always thinking about something, so there's a certain amount of personal development that goes on, and I'll meet somebody and, like, start learning more about how they think, and sometimes that will change, like, be just the change that I need at that moment, and then I get really hooked on just either seeing what they're like, seeing their behaviors, what they think, how they feel about different situations and responses to different difficult things they have to do or cope with, and... That might be where I'm either taking their exact, like, reactions to things, meaning am I doing their exact behavior, or it might just be their general influence of, like, okay, I like hanging around this person because they make me a nicer person. Like, if I hang around Drew for 10 years, then maybe I'll just be nicer to people. <laughs> you know, it. Th- those are two different things for me, but I feel like I, I tend to move between the people that I, like, look at for behaviors a lot more than, like, the influence is more of, like, just overall you like to perspective. Yeah, it's like I feel like I kind of need both. Sure, I mean I'm sure everybody you know nobody, uh, yeah, nobody's firmly yeah. one or the other. I mean it wouldn't even make sense, but yeah. Yeah, and to be fair, most of the time it's subconscious. You're not actively yeah. doing it, and most you probably are nicer because you know Drew. <laughs> yeah, most people also I don't think think about how a person's influencing them or they're thinking, but yeah. sometimes it's more obvious when you're like, oh, I just got a new soccer coach and now I'm working a whole lot harder because they keep busting my balls. Oh, it's weird if it's the opposite <laughs> and you're like, oh god, I've changed this person so much. 
<laughs> Do you feel responsible for yourself, Drew? Sometimes you can feel good or bad about that. I've seen. Oops. Yes. I've seen your reaction to both. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good when you feel like you're doing the the bad and you feel like you need to just remove yourself from the situation, but you're also like. Do I want to do all the things that are going to be required of me in order to do that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think it also depends on how severe are you badly influencing someone. Like, are you causing them to go out and hang out with you at times? Maybe they shouldn't be. Not nearly as bad as, like, maybe you're causing them not to do any of their schoolwork or not go to work. Two different things. There's a difference between, I don't know, getting somebody, like, hooked on drugs or becoming an <laughs> alcoholic than, like, wasting their productive time. <laughs> yes. So. It's like, maybe you should just spend more time with me. <laughs> That's a, Jeez. like, projection. <laughs> you know, it... I don't know how much I project. Probably a fair amount. But So, what big changes have you guys noticed in yourself, say, from, like, the beginning of high school up until now? So, it's basically, like seven eight year period Mm. what have you noticed has been the biggest change in personality beyond just kind of general maturity levels hmm that's a difficult question it is because you like you don't experience yourself right other people sometimes you can think about things i can say oh and go ahead i don't think i'd be able to hold a conversation with my younger self (laughs) i feel like i have so cringe my way of going about things and like Behavior has changed so wildly from then. Yeah. I mean... How? My underlying <laughs> reasoning behind everything is still the same, but it's like... Okay, going into, like... You said freshman, sophomore year of high school? Yeah. So I was the... Okay, I'm still a nerd. Completely. <laughs> yeah. But, like, back then it was weird in a sense. I, was, I wasn't comfortable... Like, I was comfortable around strangers, but, like, I just didn't... You interact with them. I was just I like, feel like yeah, you coming I'm good from a here. private school, coming into public school and getting used to all of that made a right. big difference, especially because it was a very small private school. And it's like I was so unexposed to everything. Yeah. Right. I was the kid that would actively choose to read a book during recess sometimes in middle school. That's a so, beautiful one. Nerd alert. Like, <laughs> freshman, sophomore year was me transitioning from that, but it was still so close right. to that. It's like, I mean, like I, still, I still enjoy to do that during like my lunch break. It's like if you don't know, like. All the same. It's like you don't, you must don't know if you need to make a change or not. Like, it's like that's perfectly fine. Like, if you're really happy yeah. doing that. So, I guess I could say I'd either not be able to hold a conversation with my younger self or I would be a wonderful mentor for my younger self. Be like, all right, Jack, you're gonna, you're gonna buy Doge, you're gonna buy Bitcoin. It sounds like you've just gotten a lot more comfortable. Yeah. It's like everything I thought in the past I've developed into becoming me as compared to being like me and me. Like inner and outer self. Yeah, I think the inner has formed more of the total. That's. I feel like that's what's supposed to happen when you grow up. Yeah, you become who you want to be. Yeah, if everything goes right. I mean, <laughs> did, did you find yourself like setting like specific goals at all, or like an no. idea? Okay. I have. I'm the kind of person. This is weird, but like, literally and figuratively, I didn't have many dreams. Oh, I, I still really mean, I don't, have one. The only dreams I remember, either I'm dying or someone else is dying. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Or someone's getting cheated on or whatever it might. Like, it's something very bad is happening. Soap opera level drama has to yes. be remembered. I'm lucky if I remember one dream every couple of years. Oh, well, that's incredible. I even remember having one dream every couple of years, let alone remember it. And when I was younger, then actually, even to now, really, the only dream I've ever had is I just want to have a happy family when I'm older and make sure that they're all well taken care of. That's like my only dream for life. Family, man. 
Yeah. There you go. Well, I, mean, I know I'm guy. a sentimental <laughs> and uh, whatever the other word is. Nostalgic? Yeah, I'm a sentimental, nostalgic fuck. And that's the way I'm going to be. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta shed these off to completely 180 your personality. <laughs> this is Cool Talks, the uh, improvement podcast. Done. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Jack? Uh, okay. <laughs> Similar to Drew, I've also kind of forgotten the question. <laughs> so, sophomore, freshman year, high school self to okay. now. Okay, yeah, that's... Well, what is the biggest change you think you've seen? I mean, probably confidence overall, really. It's like... It's kind of like... confidence not that great at that time? It wasn't like I, I would... I mean, to a certain extent, yeah, I'd be, like, overly cautious to do something. I feel like there's confidence with certain things, like, whether that's being social or whether that's with schoolwork or whether that's, like, getting a job. Yeah, I feel like I, I made a really... I strived, you know, made a great effort to just kind of do everything at, like, a normal or average level, and I was, like, never going to commit to doing anything beyond what would require, like, great effort, just because I was like, well, nobody else is doing that. That's a, Like, more like the confidence to be your own person, right, if that makes sense. So I feel like... If you had, yeah. like, a character, instead of just putting one point into every single Yeah, trait, I was literally a jack-of-all-trades. <laughs> right. Which is highly ironic. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I feel like a lot of the confidence just sort of comes from, like, doing things and then succeeding at them and then like, like, failing and sense. doing it again. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't fail, Drew, obviously. <laughs> like, Heike, though, a large part of, I feel, confidence is not just being confident in your chance of success, but, like, your confidence in being able to accept the failure. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely that's a definitely a good like maturity growth thing. I would say that I, I probably did have you know like Grady said you know just kind of like one point at everything, but I mean I, I low key feel like it's also like ten in luck because like I do you know I do fail but I feel like I always fail upward somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it just it works out. I get that, but it's like it's like a level of confidence. It's like luck isn't real right like if you have that confidence that you will succeed you will like you'll fail like oh yeah but don't worry i've, I've failed plenty of times and i've succeeded later so i'll just this is just another one of those right like nothing's permanent nothing keeps you down for long and once you get into that mindset you can't really get out of it like yeah you can you could. very bad things can happen it could, like, somebody dies be, at the wrong time or like but yeah it'd have to be pretty like under normal circumstances like based on something right, right. once you earn your confidence, it usually tends to stick around. You have, like a, you have a history of success. You know, like it doesn't matter how many right. failures are in there. As long as that history is there, you have that to fall back on and like rationalize with yourself that you're not going to stay down for long. That's why I feel like it's always bad when people tell someone to just be more confident. You're like, you have to earn the confidence. <laughs> right, like, fake confidence is bad oh, for you. But faking it till you make it helps you build your confidence so well. I feel like it's because of the actions you take to do it. Yes. Like if you fake... I'm going to go talk to that girl, which is always a classic example people right. come up with. But it's like, you had the confidence to go talk to her. It might have, been, might have gone well, might have gone not, but you at least knew that you didn't die. Yeah. And it's like all the activities you did, it's like you can either fake it, which is going to let you just say screw it. And I think the screw it part is what's really important. Just the go do something. Action leads to confidence. Ask a girl, low risk. Yeah. Get a job by lying on your resume, big risk. Yeah. <laughs> Very different. Well, it depends Some on the best lie, things that come from those screw it moments. <laughs> okay, but like yeah. what? Like what? For example, going out and asking a girl, 
and oh look you just found the girl of your dreams or something of the sort like you know I'm not gonna make it into this college or I'm not gonna make it into this job but screw it I'm gonna apply anyways yeah, you never made it into ASU like we did it boys traveling as well yeah like, traveling is very good or going to a tryout or like accepting something that feels uncomfortable or doing something that's a little uncomfortable that's where confidence I feel like tends to really yeah. come out of yeah well there goes the expanding your horizons thing again you know just broaden you know what you know and then you're more confident in any situation because there's some likely something that you've experienced that's some small piece that's applicable in whatever you're facing now so yeah like what would you say to someone who has no confidence because they haven't earned it yet i mean what do you tell them to do i mean there's not there's not like there's plenty of things you can do that like don't require confidence you can do something new that like doesn't require you to be like in view of other people and you can fail quietly on your own but you know and like it won't have it like a failing of something small and like insignificant like learning a very small new skill won't impact you as hard as like succeeding at that right so go ahead and fail at a whole bunch of things like you know if you're worried about people seeing you find something you know that doesn't require being visible and you know build up your confidence that way i mean just expand somehow Read a different book or different genre of book than I feel you like normally. Exercise is usually a really oh, good place is, to start with, and especially like something yeah. you can build quickly, like endurance or like if you've never weightlifted before. Either way, like it's you could your numbers will change like that. And yeah, it, that's a big confidence boost, right? It there. definitely does. Like I feel like you got a lot more confidence <laughs> after like two or three months of. Yeah, I mean, I did gain like twenty pounds <laughs> in those two months. There was a little, there was a steep curve right there. Yeah, but like. Newbie gains are like that, especially like, or if you start running, you start with a quarter mile and half a mile and a mile, and all of a sudden you're doing two miles. You know how good it feels to go eight times this far in the same amount of time? Right. Feels really good, especially when you don't feel like you're dying. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's fantastic. I thought you're always supposed to feel like you're dying when you run. You don't have to. You don't, you don't have That's to run to failure. <laughs> <laughs> That's I a choice. I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> if I'm not dying, you're not running fast enough. <laughs> Having a great deal of arrogance throughout my lifetime, <laughs> I feel like I I definitely, I've always had the fully believing I'm going to do great things in my life, but the believing in myself right now definitely mm. got built up more over time. Like, I believe that I can pass this giant test that I just studied 300 hours for confidently. I'm not going to be literally shaking as I'm doing it. Here's the question, though. So, I know you've had this issue in the past with different hobbies and such. And I can, I think you've been bouncing it well lately. It, this is off what you said earlier. You don't always have to run to fail. Do you think you've ever like run to fail with a hobby or with something you're trying to do in life? How do you avoid that? Like, have I run and then just failed at something and run then... into fail? Well, like you just keep yeah. trying until you can you no longer do harder. anything, and then you get burnt out. I've done that. I mean, <laughs> I. I did that with soccer till I had rheumatoid arthritis, and then was like, ooh, that's a problem. Um, then there was me playing... I played Smite and wanted to go professional, but I, one, ran into six months of physical therapy, but two, I mean, I Ouch. could play after that, but I got to a point where it was just like, I hate this game. <laughs> None of my friends play it anymore. The ranked community is toxic. The algorithm that decides how where you get placed based off of how good or bad you are is very poor, meaning the system was... It's a lot worse than even is now, but it's still bad. And at that point, like, moving up based off of skill wasn't... As someone who's not particularly good at, like, my physical mechanics, I'm a whole lot better at I understand the entire game, meaning 
might understand the game on a pro level, but that doesn't mean that I get to go <laughs> play there. APM is too low. Uh, yeah. Ouch. Well, like, I can still click buttons. It's just a... That would be the area I'm compensating on compared to all the rest of things yeah. for me. And the game doesn't reward that when you're playing by yourself. Mm. Especially because it's just a team game. So... But, in conclusion, I, Smite sucks? <laughs> no. So, like, I burned myself out trying okay. to play three or four hours a day. Physically, I broke myself. And, two, I just got to a point where I just I put too much emotion into it and, like, didn't want to do that anymore. So, I've definitely done the go absolutely as hard as you can, gain some confidence in the process, and then just crash and burn. Right. It helps a little. I feel like every time that's happened, it destroyed your confidence for a while. It, it does. That's what I was trying that, to bring this towards. That's the problem. Like, yeah, you can burn it, up that confidence. Like, Don't fly too close to the sun. Like, you earn your confidence. Take your small steps. That's what you I had this problem at a certain point where I thought that I was basically a failure at everything that I did because it always would end in, here's where I want to be, and here's where I'm at, and I can't uh, close the gap because this keeps moving up a little. Right. And this moves up a little. And I never really quite get to a place where I'm actually having any fun. And that kept happening until basically getting... Before I started doing finance stuff, like it, that always kept happening for a long time. That that messes with your head. Yeah, I mean, that, so, that's overall confidence. Not just like at any individual task, but I, if you just break that part of your personality, yeah, that's going to hurt. I will say that... Even having had all those failures with things, one, it builds up a whole lot of character. But two, when you finally find the Grandpa? thing that you actually are, one, Resume filler. when you find something you're good at, and two, you're willing to pursue it to the nth degree, where even when you do hit those walls, you just go, burnout. I don't believe in burnout. And you keep going past that. I feel like that's where you start finding a lot of confidence when you start getting some of those successes. You find somebody that can tell you what you actually need to do and Personally, I feel like it's a whole lot easier to find that in a professional capacity than it is trying to find that at playing yeah. sports because some people are just naturally more gifted than other people. And I'm I mean, not going to lie. In professional capacity. You're just yeah. happy to be more gifted in the professional capacity. Yeah. yeah but, but those are skills you can build a little better than, like, I can't grow an extra foot tall. And yeah. Like, play in the NFL. Like, <laughs> if you're a man and you're under 5'9", like, good luck being an athlete. Like, <laughs> there are, like, a couple sports. That's it. Unless you're like the exception, yeah. Right. You'd have but to. You'd have to have something else physically superior. You'd have to have yeah. crazy jumping yeah. skills or something. Yeah. Which again, odds of that, not great. The odds that you have a fully functioning brain or you find some sort of te- there's a lot more available out there outside of the specific things that are available in high school and middle school where you can go. Oh, my talent can be applied in this way. Whether that's arts, math, science, history, or just. You are really good at understanding people. There are so many career paths now that, like, if you just keep exploring things and you finally find the thing that clicks, you can put so much more of yourself into something and find it that works. That it's just, yeah. There's so much out there. I feel like people just need to explore it all. Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot Hugely of people, important. that's where they struggle. It's like, everyone has a talent somewhere, but a lot of people have difficulty finding what their talent is. Oh, yeah, God. Oh, my God. Just keep trying stuff, I guess. That's the problem. I see people complain about they don't know what they want to do with their life, and I'm like, what have you tried? And they're like, right. well, what's been presented in front of me? And I'm like, why don't you... There's the problem. <laughs> you try, one, you have the internet. Why don't you try researching some things to do? I, two, why don't you go try some things? There, Especially when you live like in America. Oh, my God. The yeah. amount of opportunities you have to just randomly call somebody and be like, can I shadow you for a day? Do you know how many people will just let you come to work and just watch them work? 
It's more than you'd think. Yeah. And if you're in college, there's people talking about different subjects, especially at Arizona State University, where I just graduated from. Woo! Like, I would see people talk about investment banking and wealth management, and I, I literally decided to change from investment banking to wealth management because I saw somebody else talk about it. How many people are going to see these events or going out there and trying to research the things? And I feel like a lot of happiness could be found if people put more effort into just looking, which is uncomfortable and it's hard to know where to look. But if you start figuring out where to look, you're probably a lot more likely to find what you want to find. Yeah. I mean, you can't you, you know, you can't win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket, right? Yeah. Which is, okay, that's a terrible that's analogy a terrible because that's how they make money. Don't fall for that gimmick. Please don't buy lottery tickets. They're a terrible idea. You will never make any money. I didn't mean to insinuate that finding <laughs> what you like to do in life is like winning the lottery because it's much easier and you can define by category and I narrow down. Like need to, need to buy a lot of theoretical talent tickets. Uh, we just mean try things. <laughs> don't buy a lottery ticket, though. So after that giant rant, um, yeah, that was a yeah, good rant. You know, building confidence, you gotta go find some stuff, try some stuff, actually go look. That is the biggest piece of advice out of all of this. Go look, do some stuff, and if you fail, either keep going because you really like it, or go try something else. Yeah, sure. But back to the. Don't be afraid to fail. So, don't be afraid to fear. So po- post rant, we're, the, we're putting out a lot of info here. I didn't. Uh, a lot of it expressive. Info world. I uh, I didn't actually answer that question. No. But the biggest thing that I saw change in myself. I, I I had confidence. Did build like more normalized confidence in the day to day stuff. But for me, I think it was patience. I, okay. Having the confidence to be patient, like you know that things are gonna work out down the road. It's easier to see that when you stop failing at everything. But even when you are failing at things, having the confidence to go, okay, I know where this is going. I know that I need to fail at things before I'm going to actually be able to be where I want to be, do what I want to do, those kind of things. All right, so that type of long-term thinking type patience. Yeah. Like going to the post office patience. Knowing life is okay. I don't have to be so depressed. Don't have to be so anxious, those type of things. Don't have to beat myself up. I can just Mm -hmm. go... if I'm making good decisions right now, following my heart and what I want to do, I can look on paper and I'm like, is this a smart decision? Well, if everybody in your life is either one, basically there are some things where people aren't going to believe you on the very long-term stuff. Don't worry about that. Yeah. But in the short term, if people are looking at you and going, yeah, that seems like an on paper pretty good decision. And you're getting like that on a routine basis. That's usually a good point to go, yeah, I'm probably that's making a good decision if I think it's good and other people think it's good. So like, I feel like when you have the patience to keep making those kind of th- decisions when you are messing things up, which is inevitably going to happen, mm-hmm. I feel like that's when you start finding where you want to go. And I feel like for me, that's what's been happening, where it's like I've had the patience to, okay, I'll go to some internship, break my knees, have a horrible time, and then come back, feel more confident about myself. It happens. Have some <laughs> other internship. Hate that one, too. Fine. Knees I'm going down the road. Time. I'm making progress. Yeah. <laughs> and just keep doing that until you... Get somewhere. Get a scene, a class. You know what? It's not a big deal. We'll just keep moving down the road. The amount of cliche phrases that come to my mind through all of our talks <laughs> are just like, wow, these. it's almost like these archaic old phrases actually kind of were accurate. But so many of them are so accurate, but trying to understand them in a context of like your own situation is so hard until yeah. Yeah. after the fact. It's if old phrases are starting to make sense. It's easy to be... Uh... It's easy to say a cliche. It's hard to feel the cliche. 
Mm-hmm. Go out there and touch some cliches, everybody. <laughs> I was about to say I'm cliche, but then I was like, never mind. Oh, yeah. He's right <laughs> here, guys. <laughs> Jeez. That was... That was a, do you feel like you have an affinity for rants now? Yeah, personally, I feel like I have a lot of passion about certain mm. subjects, but I don't have that much... I haven't thought about what I want to say about certain things, but when I start feeling like I know exactly what I want to say, I don't even think the words just come out. <laughs> it's right and from the heart. I, and I've gotten real good at poking those points. <laughs> yeah. I. This is why I feel like someday I'm going to go on some stage and just be able to just rip this out, just like... With the same energy. There you go. Yeah. But that's a good goal. Should I be like a heckler in the crowd to like refire you up if you ever start to lose it? Heckler. We'll see. <laughs> you need to be a plant for that. You gotta like ask him a, like a, the question he's waiting for. The question he didn't even know he was waiting for. <laughs> no, that's not what a plant is. That's just a normal question, Drew. <laughs> Shit. You so, are a heckler <laughs> at this point. All right. So if we had to sum this up into advice for mm. other people who are, let's say, someone's either. You know, freshman, sophomore year of high school, or kind of anywhere in their life where they're feeling kind of lost, because there are definitely plenty of people my age that I know are lost. So many of them. There's people that are 45, completely lost, like, they're at different stages. But, yeah. you know, given where we are right now and our perspectives on things, how do you guys think we should sum up all that was just said? To put a, to put a big important disclaimer on, you know, the summary here is like, I personally know that I have not faced what people might refer to as adversity in yeah, life. Yeah, we're, we're going to put that disclaimer on this whole thing. Um, yeah. Privilege is a thing in this uh, box. <laughs> you didn't put me in that box, Marilyn, not privileged. Get in I, here. I can't I, reach I, that yes, far. Get in here, Whitey. Yes. Uh, I mean, to, to be perfectly honest, I was, I was always the poor kid of my friend group. And that's ironic. I'm I'm my like two car, very stable. Both parents have jobs. Like, never hurt for like money. Like, very whatever you would consider very normal middle class. I feel very much applies. Upper middle family. class, maybe a little bit. So take everything we yeah. say with a grain of salt. Yeah. Is what is being not said. equestrian though. <laughs> for reference, that's a affluent neighborhood. That are we in right now? Yes, we're right in now. equestrian. Anyway. <laughs> um, I don't You know what? There. I'm just going to sum things up because I feel like I've been talking too much. Okay, great. Anyway. Yeah, you've been talking too much. Talk more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in summary, uh, you know, if you have significant adversity, uh, you know, talk to somebody else who has and they get their advice and then maybe follow our advice. Maybe later, but... But find things. Yeah. Do lots of stuff in order to find your thing. Try and fail. Yeah. Okay. Don't I, try yeah. to fail. Don't try to fail, but try and fail and try until you succeed. You're gonna maybe get, at the same thing, maybe at different things. Your your confidence, it's not a linear graph. It's gonna go like up and down. Especially when you fail at something, it's gonna go down. But if you have that long term patient confidence, knowing that you're gonna get where you wanna go, if you just keep doing good things and you, you know, take advice from others and you listen to yourself, the part of yourself that says I'm doing the right thing. I feel like if you can do that while exploring the world and yeah. finally figure out the thing I'm good at and I like, where you find both of those, I feel like that's where you're going to find gold. Yeah. And find different ways to put value into yourself because you aren't just defined by success and failure. Right. Because someone can only fail and still have value as a person. Yeah. As long as they have money successes. I think one beautiful way to think about it is like a baby's born. Lives for two months and dies. Did that, was that baby's life worthless? You know, that that might be a religious type question, but personally I feel like that 
I would I would say no to that. I feel like the, that baby's life was not worthless. So, and he didn't do anything. He that's just a, existed. That's a dark analogy. But I was going to say yeah, you have two ways to take. It's a pretty low ROI. To be honest with you're you, right, it wasn't worthless. It brought joy in those two months. Or you could switch around and be like, you're right, Grady. It wasn't worthless. It brought misery into people's life. Look, I mean, I know if I uh, I wouldn't want that to be how I spent eleven months of my life. Pregnancy. Well, yeah. on that note, <laughs> anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap things up? Uh, and I do want to share, uh, I, I had an interview recently for a job, and I'd never had this happen before where like I had no notice that the interview was coming. Mm-hmm. Like They just called my personal number, and I just what answered, and like, hey, do you have a moment? Like, sure. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, that's never happened. I was so that is weird. Okay, but you need confidence to handle situations like that, or else you're gonna get stuck on like the easy like, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Question or panic, but like hide your panic. Oh, you can panic, sure, but like don't Rally. let it don't let it like waver the, your voice. The fear and never leaves. The fear's yeah. always there. It never leaves. Yeah. <laughs> If you want something really bad, fear gets even greater. You just gotta not hold a python grip on it. You take yeah. that fear just and squash it down into one concentrated point in your stomach lining and just let it burn a hole right in there. It's called ulcer. And just let it sizzle right through you. Well, anyway, good luck. <laughs> and we'll see you on the next episode. Um, if you guys did enjoy, make sure to hit that like button. Helps out a whole lot. And if you guys would like to see any particular guests on here, let us know down in the comment section. Definitely is more fun when it's this interactive type thing. And if you want to see more of these in the future, hit subscribe. Helps out a whole lot. Peace. Bye.